I'm ignoring that. Even though every white guy impulse in me wants to continue the singing of the song. You want to hit the start timer on there? You want to hit... You want to start podcasting, genius? Hey, Biff, did you hear about the guy who was buried alive by mistake? Uh, you know, I did not hear about the guy buried alive by mistake, Chuck. What, why don't you tell me about it? Dude, it was a grave mistake. <laughs> grave error. I should have said buried alive in error. I shouldn't say mistake uh, twice. Anyways, <laughs> right, this, this one's so much better. I, I, I won't flub this one. Hey, really, Bip. it's gonna be so much better. Yeah, okay. so much better. Well, I set the bar low with that one. High expectations. Hey, Biff, how are friends like trees? Uh, how are friends like trees, Jock? They'll fall over too if you hit them with an axe. <laughs> Hello. Why do I put up with this, <laughs> Joe? Joe, Joe, Joe. Well, we'll get Joe! to Joseph in a second. Uh, oh. but, but hello, everybody. Welcome to Carnival Personnel. This is your good old friend, Jacques. Uh, this is not Joe. This is not Joe. <laughs> this is Biff. Uh, Joe, uh, he might he might be <sighs> the last guy in America, in America, uh, to finally come down with COVID. So thoughts and prayers to our good friend, Joe. Um I thought COVID was over. You know what? We 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 all did. Uh, no, but he would. You know, he had two and what? What 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 did he make it? Two and a half years? Two and you know, thirty. I got months? monkey pox. <laughs> but you know, he. No, he, I don't. No, I don't. He, he was yeah. he toyed with joining, but was like couldn't stop coughing. So he. Uh, but yeah, he he finally succumbed, but he's doing good. But uh, yeah, still, still, let's go with the carnivore personnel sending out thoughts and prayers to our good yeah, friend. Yeah, you're right, Joe. Get well soon, Joe. So you can listen, enjoy these jokes with me. <laughs> so yeah, uh, you know, I wanted to do a <clears throat> sideshow for the passing of of dude. Uh, you know, Cameron uh, uh, Conroy, his his significance. And the Batman universe to the character Batman specifically yeah. and, and what he's done with that character since the mid nineties, it, it cannot be understated. So I wanted to, he passed this past week yep. and uh, I wanted to do a full sideshow, but where Joe's also a huge fan of, you know, not just the animation work, but his voice in the video games and stuff. I figured, you know, oh, well, okay. Yeah. 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 He, he, yeah. he, but both him and Mark Harmon. Uh, Mark Hamill okay. rather did the yeah, uh, yeah. did you know did did the Arkham Asylum um you know video game so so Mark Hamill I said the NCIS guy is the oh, NCIS Mark Hamill. Guy. I'm sorry no yeah. no no Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill the fucking Luke Skywalker Mark Luke's, Hamill that's right yeah, yeah. he did I'll, the Joker then I get he, it yeah he, yeah it, it, they also you know they did the Joker and the TV series the Batman the animated series together yeah. they reprised those roles so we'll we'll save that you know we'll record that next week but in, in the meantime. 
uh, management, my, my beloved, her yeah. year of Duran Duran, um, she, you know, the last leg of her six month, she had a show every month for at least six months. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, four countries, including our own, six yeah. cities, 11 shows, a couple meet and greets, uh, a movie. You know, she they just released a movie last week, a concert movie, uh, and it all, you know, wrapped up with their induction in the Hall of Fame. Right, Sa- right. Sadly, it ended on a sad note because, as you know, uh, at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the band read a letter from yeah. uh, uh, Andy fa- Taylor, right? And Andy Taylor, founding yeah, guitar yeah, yeah. player, yeah. Uh, stage four of pancreatic cancer. Yeah, that sucks so much. And and that sucks so much. He did not tell the band like he he didn't tell yeah. the band till two yeah. days before. Yeah, um, he was really hoping to make the rock. I mean, that was a plan yeah. all along that he was going to make right. the rock and roll, yeah. you know, induction. Yeah. Uh, and, and and probably he didn't want to like <clears throat> sour their tour. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because their their yeah. last show before the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was like three days before. It was like uh, Halloween. No, well, she right. went out. She went out for, uh, and, and it's great. No, I, thought, I thought it was Halloween in Vegas was the last show, right? And then it, the Hall of Fame was like the second or something like that. Or? No, no, they ended up throwing. And I told her because because yeah. she when she booked when she, so when we came out when she and I came out right. to L.A. for the three yeah. shows at Hollywood Bowl, that <laughs> yeah. was supposed to be the end of it. They were going right. to end right. at the Holly, you know, the three shows that, and just about three or four days before those shows, yeah. they said, you know what? We're going to do a 30th and 31st at, in Vegas. We've never done yeah. a Halloween show. We're right. going to do different songs. Yeah. And she yeah. looked at it and she's like, I can't. I can't go out to, to I can't take the time off of work, go to Vegas on the 30th, 31st, come home, work two days. And then, you know, and I told her, I said, go to the Vegas shows and then stay in L.A. for the week. And I told yeah. her, I said, I bet they throw a show in, even though they're on tour. Oh, I, they did another one. Oh. I said, I bet a couple days before the Hall of Fame that they're going to, you know, do, do a rehearsal show. And I said yeah. to him, I, I said to her, I said, maybe like Andy joins <laughs> them, you know, and does it. And they did like they announced oh, okay. they announced just. A week before the Vegas show, you know what? We're gonna do a small, and it's oh, a small. Cool. It was a small yeah. casino show, uh, like a casino some uh, on tribal land somewhere between Vegas and L.A., um, yeah. like three hours outside of L.A. And wait, wait, it wasn't at that freaking right next to um to the uh, the dinosaur museum, was it? Because <laughs> that uh, would have been awesome. The, the what museum, Biff? I didn't the, hear you correctly. The, the, the dinosaur museum. You know the dinosaur? Uh, no, it's still not coming in. One the dinosaur time. museum. Oh, wait. No. I, I, never mind. It's Vegas. Vegas. No, the no. Jesus Horse Museum? Jesus Horse Museum. <laughs> right. The Jesus Horse Jesus Museum. Horse okay. That that place I know. The Jesus Horse Museum. Oh, wait a minute. That's, that's Arizona. That's between here and Arizona. But she. Um, yeah, okay. But, yeah. But, but well, it was cool. cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so and so uh, and that and so she was so excited. She's like, oh, you're right. When they announced yeah. it, she goes, you're, you're right. It, Andy will probably be at that. Yeah. And then when he wasn't at the show, you know, oh, that, that was probably the plan, right? That was the plan. Yeah, yeah I guess. I'm sure. Right. And so he announced. Um, so at the Vegas shows, she got she got a ticket for the 31st, but she went out without a ticket for the 30th. And she's like, oh, right. But she figured out, right? She figured well, out, right? you you go to shows by yourself. I mean, if you're oh, yeah. walking up, you can walk right up to the box office, dude. 
And then she learned a, then she learned a lesson that she already knew that she forgot she knows. The first couple rows at Vegas shows, those tickets are reserved for the high rollers. Yep. yep who 50-50 yep. if they show up. So not gonna show up. So she ended up like getting a good seat, like sixth, yep. seventh row, and being second yep. row. And it's funny, yep. at one point she says, uh, well, you know what? You 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 know, you know my betrothal pretty well. So there's two sides to every story. Her side of the story is that, you know, at one point of the show, John Taylor, her John Taylor, not our John right, Taylor, right. bass player John Taylor, reached down right. and held her hand for almost a minute. Okay. I think he reached down and held her hand for, you know, shake her hand for a couple seconds. Her story is he right, held right, her three, hand. <laughs> three seconds tough. But, you know, if you remember, you know, you know, Star Trek and the Wrath of Khan, you know, it's like a coded message, right? You know, it would say, you know, we, you know, it, you, it would seem like, you know, day, you know, you know, hours would seem like days, right? So that's, you know, I think that's what it's really about. Well, no, I think she didn't let go. I, I think, John, <laughs> I, I think Stalker! John Stalker! Taylor is telling a different story <laughs> backstage later. Did you see that girl who wouldn't let go of my hand? I missed security. Two bars. Security. <laughs> So the Vegas show, they did they did like ten songs. She's never heard them play. Bunch of covers, like Halloween ish covers. And she right. sent me a clip. She goes, "Hey, I think this is one of the songs you like." And it was, and there was Simon Le Bon in a wedding dress singing yeah. "Psycho Killer." I'm like, "Oh my oh, god, Psycho Killer!" <laughs> they did, like that's the kind of stuff that right. they did. Yeah. You know, they did yeah. all those kind of stuff yeah. for a Halloween show. So yeah. it was great. Her year Duran Duran wrapped yeah. up. I'm so happy for her. Yeah. I'm, you know, uh, like yeah. I said, four countries, yeah. eleven shows, six different states, or, or like you yeah. know, yeah, Vegas, yeah, Boston, yeah. or not Boston. Right. I'm sorry, uh, Madison Square Garden, uh, L.A., uh, Vegas, and, and whatever Ibiza, that place right? was. Right. Well, Ibiza, Dublin, London. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I said, she went on tour with them, so that was uh, so yeah. so. so well, that no, was and before we leave that, you know, going back to Andy Taylor for just a sec, like he was the one guy in Duran Duran that. And so he he's the kind of the one that left first in a way, right? I mean, I think Roger Taylor, the drummer, also left. No, no, he he, he left because he wanted to do harder music, right? Harder yeah. music, and you know, and he had the, so. But they, when they had that initial split where there was, you know, John Taylor and Andy Taylor went on the power station side, yeah, and that was Robert Palmer, and you know, that was more of a of a rock thing. Where and the other guys did, uh, was it Arcadia? Is, Good is call. This, that's why she loves you. You you know this <laughs> stuff. Yeah, so, Arcadia. Yeah. So, but. You know, Andy Taylor, essentially that that whole power station thing, you know, some like it hot and, you know, the the uh, the T-Rex cover of bringing up, you know, Bang a Gong, you know, you know, much harder kind of traditional rock music. So, you know, obviously that was kind of closer to my, uh, my you know, my wheelhouse. And, you know, so I really like him, you know, as, you know, that kind of a guitarist. So it's really, but, you know, it's really too bad that essentially he, you know, he is the kind of the guy that was, he, he, you know, he because he had that extended period where Warren Cucurullo was a guitarist, he was not in the band, and you know, so uh, and now, now, my, now that they're getting this recognition that obviously, like I've already talked about how you know, this this was such a you know, a horrible you know, omission for many years, you know, but and to now, like, it, it this is the thing that just like with many other people, when they're late inducting these people who should have been inducted years ago, this is the kind of shit that happened. So this is the, one of many reasons why I get pissed off at, you know, organizations like, you know, the Rock Hall. It's like, come on, you know, 
this this band was the foundation you know like you know you don't you think like you know billy jean you know like michael jackson and billy jean and thrill and all that shit happens right. without duran duran kind of you know creating this you know they were like a, the pioneers in this you know what we're gonna sell the music through video i mean they're the oh, ones that unarguably right? unarguably they I mean, they they mtv made them at the as they yeah. were making mtv yeah. like literally I mean, it, was, it was yeah they were so important and then for them to have to wait this long to get inducted you know and the similar things with you and, know, and, Judas Priest, right? Right, same thing. And and it is funny because Judas Priest got inducted, and so Ellen just saw Judas yeah. Priest, uh, you know, Judas Priest, yeah. Duran Duran, yeah. Dolly Parton, Eminem. Yeah. And I forget, but yeah. it, it, it's funny. But, Rob yeah. Rob Halford yeah. came out from like you know you know Judas Priest is like just 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 to let you know I'm the gay one. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, like Judas Priest, like they're they're you know one of their you know their their main guitarists, uh, you know Glenn Tipton's been you know they, he doesn't tour anymore because he's in ill health, and you know this is like another band that probably should have been inducted years ago, and you know then they could have really performed properly where everybody is like freaking not sick and dying, right? I mean it's just yeah, it's, yeah. it's yet another reason eight, 18 million that you know well Rock I mean, Hall and Grammy all it, those institutions just suck. And they just saw, and again, it was like what what Duran Duran did in the eighties for the music video industry, for the for the yeah. pop industry. But then, you know, they never really broke up. They always, even with Power Station right, right. and yeah. Arcadia, they still, you know, were still touring as them and different. Yeah. But when they came back in two thousand and four, and or two thousand three, and they're selling out the state when the original five came back, and they're selling out yeah. Madison Square Garden, the Staples Center, and stuff. Then right. they put out like four or five albums since then. So, anyways, yeah. it, it, you know, yeah. uh, you know, switching track. So here's the funny thing. My my okay. parents every year, my brother, sister, and I chip in, and one of the gifts we get my parents is a season passes for this this theater. This um, I think it's like fifteen hundred seat theater, uh, okay. and 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 they love plays. They're you know they're they're always musical plays, and and they love it. We've been getting it for for right. a decade, and you know periodically they'll take one of the grandkids so they've taken our oldest son uh to a couple plays this year he saw like buddy holly the buddy holly story and he loved it okay. uh he saw like an elvis story he loved it and so my mom was saying oh i want to take both boys i guess the last play of the season okay. is called kinky boots and okay. it's supposed to be really great and the, uh, they're gonna love it and i really want to take the little one who's 12 yeah. And then that was when, you know, management was out in L.A. So I told my mom, I'll go to the show, too. She was, she was so excited. So the five of us get to my mom's. We show up. Kinky boots. Um, my mom didn't notice as we were walking in. Not with other plays. You know, you, you got you yeah. a bunch of you know, smaller yeah. children. Mom didn't sure. notice. Management knew the play. She knew the history of the play. Uh, she knew yeah. all about, the, yeah. but she didn't say yeah. anything. And I kind of had a feeling. Uh, so basically, it's a story about a shoe stop, a, a shoe, a shoe manufacturing small yeah, yeah. in North London, and it's fallen on hard times. And the the kid who doesn't want to take over the shoe factory, you know, from his dad, but dad passes away, and he kind of has to, and uh, he ends up befriending. Um, a, a, a transgender, you know, woman who, you know, has a drag. You mean a queen. woman? You mean has, a woman? Well, she has a drag queen show, <laughs> and 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 the whole problem is like they look, you know, 
they decide, well, the, the shoe companies that are surviving have a niche market. And so here are all these drag queens wearing these high heeled, you know, you know, sexy shoes that aren't meant for 230 pound guys, you know? And so they make, and so within yeah. the first 10 minutes, my mom is reaching over my youngest guy's like, I didn't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's like, we can. So, so you're saying that kinky boots isn't something about some boots that get a little bit twisted and has have kinks in it is what you're yep. telling me. Yep. And so, and it was great. It was great. It was funny. It was fun. And so at intermission, we're out in the hallway and, you know, the kids are getting snacks and my mom is my mom and my little guy, my 12 year old are right oh. there. And my mom is like, I didn't know. I really didn't know. My 12 year old very casually, very yeah. calmly turns, points to the marquee and says, Grammy, the word kinky is in the title. Yeah. <laughs> and then Amazing. My mom, Amazing. He was so, you know, and then he reassured her by like, Grammy, we've seen a lot worse. It'll be it'll be fine. It's it was fine. oh they were great it's fine. you know they it's fine. you know that we're we're yeah. taking them to like like our blessed night man before Christmas show coming up that they went to last year uh, and then turns out dude Cindy Lauper wrote this play <laughs> nice and and it won a Tony and and oh management knew the guy who won the Tony you know and and seriously it was fantastic it was great it was funny it it was a great play it was a great play yeah. and, and but here here's my. Box. And so walking out of the theater, I said to my dad, I said, well, I think this was great. I just hope you don't get arrested. He's like, what? And I said, <laughs> I said, check your phone. And I had texted him an article for, you know, uh, you know, it was either from CNN or Huffington Post uh, about two or three weeks ago. Marjorie Taylor Greene wants to make it a crime to take children to <laughs> drag queen because the whole the whole drag right, right, queen yeah. library thing. You know, it's akin to child abuse. And but and yeah. I said, I said, well, you know, that's your, you know, your darling on Fox News right there. So, yeah. Um, so going full circle on this thing, it's. Back to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know, when Rob Halford talked about him coming out, he says, you know, listen, I mean, you've seen how I dress. How did they not figure it out that I was gay all these years? Because, you know, he used to essentially take the band into some, There apparently there's some, like, known London BDSM fashion shop that he used to take the band into to get them outfitted. And it's like, you know, how did you not know? Did you see how I dress? Right. So, that's fantastic <laughs> no that 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 is brilliant no kinky boots was great uh you know uh management and i took the little guy you know uh saw wakanda forever yep yep um biff i'm telling you right now i i walked out of that theater emotionally drained just yeah. I'm, I'm not going to give any spoilers yep. but but right off the bat right right from the start dude i mean it was great. I absolutely, yep. absolutely loved it. But man, you are taken for, you, you know, you are taken. Okay. You, you go through the yeah, wash I, cycle. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm so far behind on my Marvel movies. I have not seen the, like the, you know, second guardians. I have not even seen black Panther. I haven't seen <laughs> well, well, so that's, Marvel. Well, that's I a big seen thing. A bunch of it, yeah. So, so the whole, the whole, the whole reason why it's such an emotional ride is Black Panther was a huge movie. Right. Chat, Chatwick Boseman isn't around. Yeah. 
you know, oh, he, yeah. and, and yeah. so, and it was like, how are they going to deal with that? Well, they yeah. dealt with it and yeah. uh, it was great. Yeah. Like I, I yeah. really, I, I really, I really did. Uh, yeah. So you make fun of me, Biff, rightfully so for many uh-huh. reasons. One yeah. of the things you make fun of me about is I'm one of the people in those progressive ads who have to take Dr. Rick's class. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So I'm watching one of those progressive ads the other day. And he says, What's wrong? And he's playing a voicemail from one of right, the right, 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 yeah, yeah. One of the women. And they're yeah. and they're like, Oh, this is Cindy. My number is, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, what did she do wrong? Oh, she didn't leave her last name. No, no. Oh, no. you got to leave the number twice. You, you're not going to get it the first time. The first time. Yeah. No, no. Nope. The, yeah, the number's nope. on the phone. Yeah. Nope. And he's like, yeah. Oh, wait, no, right. you, you, you have to tell, say what time, you know, to call. How, how are you going to know when, when's a good time to call back? Right. That, yeah. So, um. I called the phone number. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a real phone number. And the guy oh, who does the commercial answers like, did you really just call a phone number from this commercial? Well, then you need my book. Cause he's actually written. They've actually spun this character right. out yeah. Yeah. who has actually written a self-help book. Uh, and there's a QR code on the screen and it's like, you know, so, but I called the number. It's great. I'll, I'll post the number. That's it's, pretty funny. That is funny. It was, it, you know, and, and they did that recently too on Stranger Things this past season. Right, right. Uh, there's a pizza delivery guy, and on the pizza delivery truck, there's a phone number. Well, I mean, and- like, I like so. I mean, I know that they do that kind of stuff. Like one of them is, uh, and I haven't gone there yet, and I've been meaning to. Uh, but you know, Sarah Silverman does that uh, Uber Eats ad. You know, yeah. and then she goes, she jokes about how you know, because I don't want to go back to you know, you know, you know, foot modeling again. You know, like how would I even do that? Find out at www. You know, whatever toes.com. And I know that that's a you know a website that they, they've set up, right? I know it is. We all know it is. That's right? but that's the kind of stuff that you know. That's you know that's what they. I, I you know it, it is one of the things where the ad people have become so much more slicker than the. You know, it's like it's just it's just amazing how crappy ads were, you know, or many ads were back in the day, right? And I guess many still are, but. Back in the day, you know, they weren't, they just, they're just not as slick as they are right now because they're just, they kind of really, really just think it through, right? To drive engagement. So, so, yeah. you know, I mean, even before you buy the product, you're engaging. Um, okay, Biff, one of the two big things we got to talk about uh, Elon Musk buying okay. Twitter. What, what, dude, I, I, I'll let you start because I don't even know where to start. I don't know where to start. I mean, so part of, part of it is is that it is kind of weird in that he's so publicly like directing how things should happen, and then the stuff that he says are going to happen is kind of starting to just kind of just actually happening, right? Stuff stuff like you know you know paying for you know the blue check mark, you know, and he talks about it on Twitter, and it just kind of happens, and then it, there's all these other things about, and he publicly talks about, well, no, you can't just you know, try to fool people into whatever, you know, you have to make it very clear that it's a parody and stuff. And so there's a lot of that stuff that's coming up, but really it's, you know, it's, he's that, the rich guy kind of with a new toy behaving badly with it. Right. I mean, that's really at the core of it, but he doesn't real, you know, he's really oblivious to the fact that there was a whole culture behind it. And he doesn't like, he doesn't care that like many people use it as a way to get, reliable information because a check mark was is meaningful right or you know it still can be but knowing that a person who is a verified source 
is providing information about something. And, you know, it doesn't matter if it's something really actually important, like, say, things going on in the Ukraine or something less important, like, is there really a trade breaking between the, you know, the Maple Leafs and the Penguins, right? You know, you want to see that from a blue check mark than some random guy who just spewing crap, right? So, and I, I guess part of it is, is that he's kind of oblivious to the fact he doesn't, he really doesn't care that a lot of this stuff that happens on Twitter, I think actually matters, right? I mean, that's fair, right? I think, I think a lot of things that are, are communicated in Twitter matters. You know, so here's a couple of the things that, you know, my, my, my little issues. So he tweets out back in like April that for Twitter to be successful, it has to be politically neutral. And, yeah. And he, and he, and, he and, and that at the same time, that's when, you know, political people were getting thrown off it for hate speech or COVID misinformation. And he was taking the side of like, well, it's free speech and both sides. And if you're going to yeah. throw one person, if you're going to throw Marjorie Taylor Greene off, you got to throw off Nancy Pelosi. You know what I mean? It's like that. But he was very adamant that for, for Twitter to really be eff effective, it has to be political neutral. Well, he takes over Twitter just a week and a half before the election, two weeks before the election. If every second or third tweet I was getting was from a Marjorie Taylor Greene, Laura Boebert, Ted Cruz, Fox News, places that I've never I, I've never like looked up places that like, you know, it's like if, if you if you know, I see so much of my stuff come through on like a hockey thing. And it's like, you know, followed by, you know, followed by you or something. You know what I mean? But there was they were propagating really hard. And I kept thinking, I you know, I know the answer is no. But I'm like, OK, so conservative guys like me. Were they propagating, you know, those guys timelines with Nancy Pelosi and Rick Schumer and all that? stuff? And the answer is no. But he he and then he said he puts out a tweet like the day before the election, two days before the election, it's like, well, I think you should go vote Republican because if the White House has a Democrat, then you definitely want to have balance. And and my biggest takeaway from that is, dude, you're a piece of shit because it's all about money. And I get it. Look, I get it. Yeah. But this is a guy who over the last 20 years has built his, his reputation on electric cars. And being yep. the solar panel king. And yep. now you're pushing for the party that thinks that, that I mean, outright, like the well, drill, of, drill, drill, baby drill, right? The drill, and, drill, and, baby drill. And, party. And, and not only are they for building more coal plants and all that, they want to do away with solar and wind power. They want to, and some states are, you know, are trying to make it illegal to have solar and wind and stuff like that. And so the party that is climbing, anyways, so the, the fact that he jumped in the fray week and a half, two yeah. weeks before the election and really pushed, you know, that agenda, that conservative agenda. Yeah. I mean, he moved his plant from California to Texas just to save money on taxes. The scary thing about Twitter and him buying it is he did not buy Twitter, Kiff. Basically, no, no. the Saudi Arabians bought Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. so, and, and I, so many people were tweeting out the same thing. Oh, you know, because we don't pay attention to the second layer of the onion, uh, the Saudi Arabians already own the water rights in the state of Arizona. The Saudi whoa, 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 whoa. But not just the Saudis. The Chinese also order, own a lot of that. And the Chinese also own a lot of the 
farmland, which is this is the part that and the Saudis are a funny, funny country, right? Because they've always been a country that's been embraced and probably kind of embraced by both parties in many ways and kind of to me wrongly so. So, right. But then I, 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 I understand the Saudi issue, but I have more of an issue with the Chinese owning so much of the what I feel to be infrastructure of this country. Right. Well, well, that is the scary thing because because oh, we're going to privatize everything. Well, that's the other thing. The the Saudis own the largest or the second largest oil yeah. refinery in this country. Yeah. yeah. So so when they slow down production there, they can slow down production here. They own the plants yeah. here. Yeah. They own they own our water. They own our our natural resources. And now let's face it. I mean, yeah, Twitter surpasses CNN and Fox News of. You know, of yeah. of people getting their sources, and that's another thing. He was like, "Oh, you know, I'm trying to, you know, the blue check mark is so. Oh, uh, what did he call it? Citizen journalist can have a voice heard. <laughs> it's like, dude, yeah, but, you, you know, the Karen, yeah. the Karen, and everybody's already talked about this. The the use of the N word is up six hundred percent on oh Twitter. Oh my god! But the other, when you said a, a rich kid acting badly. Dude, the first day in there, he fires a bunch of people, which is shitty. But hey, that happens. But then he takes pictures and and doxes them, saying, you know, this, the, you know, this is Tim Smith. He was in this, and he, and yeah. and, and, and people were like, yeah, he was the guy who, and 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 people backtracked. Oh, this is the guy who lobbied against Elon Musk buying it. Oh, this is a guy who was in charge of the booting people off for COVID misinformation. And this is, so he takes pictures of the people just fired and rightfully, wrongfully. So getting fired is like one of the worst days of your life. And he's fucking gloating. And now, and within three weeks, he's already yeah. floating. He might be going bankrupt, you know, because so no, many ads, so many advertisers have pulled out. So many people have pulled out. It's, you know, yeah. yeah. I don't I, know. I mean, you know, it is, it is a hot mess right now because, um, I guess there's also a lot of people who are resigning because they think I I I, I kind of I glanced through some articles regarding it, but just with the direction that they're going right now, they think that there's they might end up in a direction where they they have so many violations, you know, that they can't overcome because you know Twitter being an international communications company are beholden to not just you know, you know, FCC rules, you know, they're also beholden to EU rules on a lot of things. And the EU rules are, I think, actually a lot more stringent than the American rules. Right. Oh, 100 percent. Right? That was one. So, of, and, yeah. and, and 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 he's already devalued certain stocks by him tweeting yeah. him tweeting yeah. stuff out. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons he had to buy the company. Like yeah. legally, he had to buy it because he he, he offered to buy it for like yeah. 54 million. But yeah. then when he said, well, I'm pulling out of it because of these reasons, yeah. he devalued the stock and yeah. the FCC that, well, no, you can't in good faith yeah. enter because yeah. because it's like buying a house. They did the purchase and sale agreement. They signed the purchase and sale agreement. You know, you know, that, that's really I think if there's any person that he should have listened to is Herm Edwards, because I don't know if you ever watched Herm Edwards uh, speech at the at the rookie you know symposium. Where he goes, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. Don't press send, right? Don't press send. <laughs> when you're writing that stuff out and you're thinking about it, go ahead and write it out. Don't press send, right? That that is that is one. It may right. that maybe that's his best moment. Um, so no, we, no, we, well, maybe second best moment, right? You know, but 
well maybe he's a third he's a he's a he's a great media guy like you know you know but yeah he's not the one we come to play the game you know right oh yeah okay right right that's also we play to win the game the game we play to win the game yeah uh so so what's your what's your overall take of uh of the election last week um you know so you know uh kind of shout out to our our dear friend professor cook right like it was it wasn't as um dire as you know we were fearing right so and i think there's a you know right now it's looking like there's a really good chance that they retain the uh, majority in the senate right so i i think it's not it wasn't as cat- quite as catastrophic as we thought it might be because obviously midterm elections are always really bad for the party that has the presidency right you know it always is right so in that sense yeah um you know some surprising stuff like i i was surprised that you know you know our you know brobert uh, i you know as much as i you know despise that person i thought brobert was going to be a shoe in back in and you know she's in a dead heat still, which was shocking. No, she she's as we're recording this, yeah. it it hasn't been, it hasn't the final tally hasn't come yeah. in. But it's like you know when you're watching the football game yeah. and you're tracking yeah. on ESPN and they're yeah. like ninety eight percent chance of winning. Right, right, right. Yeah, but yeah, unless every uncounted vote is the other guy. Right, she's, right, she's right, back, right. She's back. Yeah. But yeah, I you know I didn't I'd, expect that to be so close, right? I didn't expect it to be close. You know. Well, I did because you know she's batshit. But here's the here's my biggest problem. Yes, the 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 red tsunami didn't happen. The red wave didn't happen. But you don't the victory lap that everybody's taking because no, yeah, no, 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 we we lost the Super Bowl. We, we we were underdog to lose the Super Bowl by fourteen points, and we only lost by three. Right? Yeah. You you, you don't take you, a ticker you, tape parade. You know. Yeah. I mean. I mean. Biden won it, and I won, and everybody won it. You wanted two extra Senate seats. You didn't want to hold the Senate. Yeah, you yeah. you needed fifty two seats to to nullify Mansion and Cinema because right. you can't you can't codify Roe without right. fifty two yeah. seats. Yeah. And so it will be the same old same old bullshit. It's like yeah, you're kind of. 50 50 well right now it's 49 49 and the herschel walker and i cannot believe dude that it's going to run yeah that warnock walker that is that that's so that was the place i wanted to go next which which is like you know this is where it's how what's how it's kind of really come down to in this country where it has become this team game where i can't imagine that people are voting for Walker in good, good conscience, thinking that this guy is the best fit for this job. Because I'm sorry, I mean, he, he, he is a freaking nutcase. You know, it's really unfortunate that he is a nutcase, but he's a nutcase, right? And, and not a good person. He's a nutcase who is not a good person. And, and literally, I mean, yeah, he talks about in a speech about how he might have just killed his wife because of. I said, come on, right? I mean, it, it, yeah. it, the police reports, his family, yeah. his his son coming out and yeah. saying, yeah, he waved guns at us. He threatened to kill us. All the abortions he paid for because yeah. it, it wasn't one. It wasn't one. Um, what worries me most about. So it, it, it has to go to a runoff. Hopefully Warnock pulls it out. Uh, but what worries me about losing the house is the two biggest things about losing the house is Ukraine funding. Because right. they, they, they've said yeah. flat out, they've run on yeah. a platform. We're right. not going to fund Ukraine. 
Yeah. And 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 we know why they're not I mean, funding. It's shocking, right? It's shocking. When 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 I I it just just blows my mind that of all the parties, the Republicans don't want to, you know, help the people who are against the Russians. It's like what kind of a freaking bizarre world do we live in now? It's like those people always hated the Russians. It's like it was the Democrats that, that always said, "Oh, you're overspending to you know to fight the you know the Russians." And now obviously it's, the Soviets aren't the same as the Russians, but wink, wink, kind of the same now, right? One hundred percent. And look, my parents are going to be fine financially, you know, until they do the dirt nap. Um, but they have friends on Social Security. And this party flat out, they ran on a platform. You know, we're going to phase out of Social Security. And, is Social Security and, important? Is that important? Uh, well, apparently, <laughs> not to my parents. My parents will be fine. But the, but I'm saying, you know, the over 65 block and you look at the voting, the kids the you know, the you know, the, the 25 and under voted like, you know, over right, right. me, the Gen Xers voted like 13 percent more for Republicans. The generation above us, like 15 or 16 percent more um, yep. white men. Yep. White men, like 70%, you know, you know, voted for Republican, uh, which one of the things that cracks me up is all the Republicans now coming out saying we're going to have to raise the voting age to 21. It's like, OK, so you can do porn when you're 18. You can en- <laughs> right. you yeah. can enlist in the military yeah. and be sent to a country you can't point out on a map and 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 die and fight for this country at 18. But you're not responsible enough to vote huh that's interesting um but it's just funny because yeah the 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 kids voted but texas beta o'rourke didn't even come close and florida they didn't even come close so those states are saying you know it's funny because i was talking to my friend john in austin the last 27 years texas has had a republican governor and both senate seats have been republican and they okay so the, so the state has been completely controlled by red for the last 27 years. They went on a platform that only they can fix Texas. <laughs> it's like, so you broke it. You continue to break it. And yet you're insist. And it worked. It worked. You know, uh, I'm going to take a victory lap um, in my state in, 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 in Massachusetts. Um, uh, openly gay uh, female yeah. ma- mayor. Uh, lesbian mayor. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, lesbian governor. N- eight of the top nine government positions in the state of Massachusetts are held by women, of which more than half are um, are people of color or are part of the LGBTQ community. Yeah, and which is great. And, and look, our states, our state still has the best schools. Our state is not going bankrupt. Our state is not having financial woes. And you're, uh, you're, and you're one of the you're like a state that actually has a a real robust healthcare program, dude. Yeah. Over ninety nine percent of children under eighteen yeah. are a hundred percent covered. Yeah. You know, and it's funny, like you know, we've talked about it. I have a I have one of the few Republican friends that I've had since high school that I, I still kind of talk to. Most have phased out. Uh, like threw him a curveball about just as COVID started to hit, like, you know, a, a bad divorce, yeah. got laid off, and he ended up having to put him and his kids on it. Dude, he was so upset that how much he's been paying for health care the last yeah. 20 years, and it wasn't as good. 
Like, like, like yeah. he, he needed to get dentist appointments, got him right away. He needed to see a specialist, got it right away. He's like, yeah. so the free health care for mass health is better than what I've been spending 2,300 bucks a month for, <laughs> yeah. you know, for his two kids. And he right, did, right. he's like, he goes between what I'm making, between what I'm making on unemployment between what I don't have to pay the ex-wife and alimony, you know, while, you know, basically yeah, he, you right. know, uh, uh, while he wasn't working. So it yeah. goes, what, what I don't have to pay her, what I'm getting in unemployment and what I'm not paying for insurance. It's like, yeah, I'm going to ride this out. You know what I'm like? Dude, yeah. you were exactly the person you were complaining about <laughs> just before your, your world went sideways. And it's true. <laughs> it's true. It's like, you know, same thing. My, yeah. my, my mom-in-law, like, as her health declined, the services that we got, yeah. were, were, uh, we will never not be able to stop saying thank you to the services yeah. that we got at the last two years of my mom-in-law's life. But like I said, you know, here it is, the 65 and over voting to get away, you know, to do away with with, uh, with Social Security and Medicare. It's like. Yeah. That's what you, the, the the people who voted for them most are the people who are the, they're targeting. And, this, and they, were the, yeah, yeah. they were yeah, honest. Yeah, they were honest about it. They were yeah. honest about it. We're going after Social Security, and Medicare. Yeah. But this is the horror and the you know the kind of the genius of that Republican Party, where they they've somehow sold you know things in the least interest of their constituents by essentially making the shiny objects. Something else like things like you know immigrants and you know and you know gay rights and stuff like that. They they kind of you know you know put the attention to all of this stuff that these you know <clears throat> these kind of backwards thinking people find to be distasteful, while just saying and and at the same time, hey, we're gonna do this and we're gonna say that, and then some somehow because they're aligned with the you know with with essentially closing the borders and you know suppressing the you know the lgbtq community so oh yeah they're doing that stuff so they must be right on everything else and then eventually if this if, if this does happen right they suddenly stop getting their checks it's like what the fuck happened right Thanks, thanks obama no it's true yeah. it's like over the last like 60 years the republic which is crazy i mean they're horrible they're horrible legislators but fantastic messengers because yeah you look at the deficit under republican leadership and it's through the roof and, and it's like the spending is out of control yep. through the roof and as soon as they're out of power they're like we have to do something about the spending it's and it's true when 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 clinton took over for for after after 12 years of yeah. Reaganomics under Reagan and Bush, Clinton yeah. came in with the largest deficit any president had come into the office. And when he left the office eight years later, there was a surplus. Yeah. The well, only now he did get he did get lucky, right? Because he kind of came in at the at the the front of the tech you know the tech boom but still you're right ultimately right because well well it's the he, same thing when, when, because when, he said oh look i got this ship this all this money coming in hey we could fix this now and he did right okay well i right? guess i guess jimmy carter got lucky because he uh, you know bill clinton had taken when bill clinton came in he had the the largest deficit inherited the person at the time who had the Second largest deficit was Jimmy Carter because yeah. of because of eight years of Nixon, yeah, Vietnam. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. I guess Carter got lucky. So then 
when Obama came in, Obama had the mantle of the because what George Bush rang up because of the un, yeah. like literally 9-11 gave George Bush comp blanche to write blank checks yep, yep, to, yep, to yep. fight two endless yeah. wars. So when Obama came in, he had the largest deficit to deal yep, with. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, fun fact. And I know I'm yeah. a partisan hack. Fun fact. When when Obama left. He had the largest yeah. surplus. Yeah. And so Donnie Fuckstick came in and he now yeah. left Joe Biden with the largest deficit. Yeah. And, and and look, credit where credit's due. Credit where credit's due. He did that in four years. <laughs> he was able to do that in four years without building the wall. So he left Joe Biden with the biggest deficit. And and that that you know Biden's doing amazing. But that's what they run up the they run up the bill, yeah. they dine yeah. and ditch. And then turn around and say, you know, it's like it's, it's the yeah. deficit only matters when the Democrats are in power. Yeah, and, I, and so that and that's why I think that you know the Obama one, admit you know uh, tenure tenure is a more important one for me to look at because it's only because it's easy for us, you know, for for you to look at what happened timing wise in terms of when. Clinton, you know, erased the deficit versus when Obama erased the deficit. I mean, come on, right? I mean, that you know that that is that is a different you know accomplishment than Clinton kind of getting lucky during the that you know the tech wave you know boom, right? So there you go. It, it's good. all right. Enough of that. Like we so look. Hopefully we hold. It looks like it looks like we might hold the Senate. We're going to lose the House. It doesn't matter if you lose the House by one seat or 20. Um, The Ukraine's not going to have money. So Putin gets everything he wants. And we're going to have two years of endless investigations that will find nothing because, Uh. look, they investigated Hillary. They found nothing. They investigated the investigators. And and this barely makes the news. But the but the the FBI, the last three years have been investigating the investigators of the the, the Russia hoax, the, the people who brought and, and quietly they just they just lost their third court case and basically yeah. said, yeah, we're done. Like like yeah. they lost their third court case because there's nothing there. There's nothing to these investigations. But anyways, we're going to have to deal with it. It is just the way it is. Um, but moving on to more happier things. Uh, why, why, why don't you tell me about the big day in Japan the other day? November 11th. November 11th. Happy base day, November 11th. Now, any idea why you why November 11th is the base day? Couldn't tell you. Yeah. So November 11th, right? It's 11-11. If you write 11-11 vertically, 1-1-1-1, one, 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 it's like the four strings of the base. Happy base day! Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. I, I, how do you, know, you, how you, do you guys celebrate? You guys, well, you know, obviously all the bass players kind of, you know, go out and, you know, do some special things for their fans and stuff like that. They do special videos. Or, you know, a lot of the people who normally don't play bass will kind of showcase their bass skills. You know, I've seen a lot of, like, just random guitarists and um, drummers and stuff like that playing the bass and stuff like that on social media. It's great. Uh, do, you, do you guys celebrate November 11th in this country at all? Uh, we, we 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 don't we don't we we don't ha- we don't celebrate bass players walking around asking the other guys in the okay. band if their girlfriends have friends that they can hang out with. Okay, but but November eleventh, like eleven eleven, sounds seems like a kind of a you know kind of a cool kind of a combination. Is it celebrated at all in this country? Eleven eleven is that a is that a day in this country? Is that a thing? 
No, I, 420. Uh, 420, okay. Yeah. Uh, the 4th of May is a, is a big one. Big one in my house. Okay. May 4th. May 4th. Um, okay. So, so, so the, November 11th is meaningless in this country because it was weird because I didn't get my mail on November, you know, on Friday. They said oh. it's a federal holiday. That's right. Upper, so, so this year, so yes, yes. Sorry, I apologize. I apologize. So it's Veterans Day in this country, and so Veterans Day. Wow, that's great. So Biff, Veterans Day. Yeah, found a text to the hockey group. <laughs> um, I'm not Biff. Just do you want me to read it or do you want to say? No, I, 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 no I'm just thinking. You know, you know, as as a as a person, you know, of Japanese citizenship, it's kind of just kind of funny. Where you celebrate all of the veterans in this country, and you should, right? I mean, you really should, you know, um, celebrate the people who protect this country. But you know, from my standpoint, you know, you're kind of celebrating the people who, like, maybe, like, you know, like maybe seventy years ago, like burned down like half of the downtown of the city that I was born in, and you know, killed a lot of my ancestors and stuff like that. So you know, because like, well, you know. A big part of Tokyo downtown was burnt down by, you know, these fine veterans that was protecting this country. And so, you know, it's one of those things where, yeah, that's what it is. But I think the ultimate message is, you know, you know, you know, war is hell, right? Somebody said war is hell. That's what war is hell is about, right? Because every war has its winners and losers and it definitely has its casualties. And for the ca people who are casualties, it just sucks. So there you go. Oh. I did. I I I I I celebrated Veterans Day by uh, taking down the Halloween decorations and putting up the Christmas ones. Yeah. And, and did you dress up the uh, your your massive skeleton in the uh, Santa outfit? By the time this posts, maybe I will I will tweet out a picture. If not, in the middle of the week, I will. I don't want to say what's going on, but uh, but but management and I were 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 um. We were trying to figure out what to yeah. do with, with with certain things around the house. And I said, hey, why don't we do this? And and yeah. she looked at me and she's like, this is why I love you. So so yeah. I will I will tweet. I will yeah. tweet that yeah. out. But um, now, now, now going back and then just one more last point. To be fair. Right. Like, you know, for the say the uh, say, let's say the Korean community. You know, if a Japanese celebrated some kind of a military, you know, appreciation day, it's like. You know, I think the 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 Korean uh, people of Korean descent living in Japan are thinking, "Yes, fuck you," because you know you rape and pillage our country, right? Yeah, no, I get right, it, right, right. So you know, I, once again, I'm not I'm not criticizing Veterans Day as much as to say that you know what, war is hell, war sucks. Tell the people that in the Ukraine. Um, uh, absolutely, right. You know, solidarity with Ukraine. Yeah, right? You know, we, we 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 thought we thought invading sovereign nations was something so 1940, so 1938. Uh, well, 1940. You know? I thought I, I was going to say 1990s, but okay. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Look, we've invaded several countries over the last few decades, uh, mostly because we suck, but. Uh, what else is going over in your crime-ridden home? Well, world? I don't know if you saw the video. You I know. did, and this one actually played. Good, good. So you know, this guy with—I mean, I—I'm I, you know the thing with with the Japanese is that they will—they are so brazen that they will actually commit crime directly against the police. So this guy, uh, apparently, there was some—he uh, was unhappy with the way the local police 
was uh, dealing with some uh, local traffic issues. And just like everywhere else, right, there are people who essentially drive in a way that is not, you know, that are maybe not safe for the pedestrians and are not safe for the community in general. And he tried to get the police to really enforce those, you know, uh, standard uh, traffic laws and to, you know, they were not managing it to their satisfaction. So he decided to essentially, you know, interrupt the police operations by essentially making a bunch of crank calls. And we're talking, this guy has so much time on his, on, on his hands. He made 1,384 crank calls Ooh. against his local pre police precinct. And this is what he's getting charged for. I mean, he looked like the Japanese Doc Brown in a baseball hat that he kept tipping. 100%, 100%. That's right, because he had the, with the little beret and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, he's a goofy dude. Oh, this is man. how he, you know, it is kind of fun. There was another one that I wanted to kind of um, uh, actually post where, and, I, and they, unfortunately, the uh, the news station took it off of their video feed, but they actually had uh, a series of uh, incidents that where they basically followed the uh, the uh, a, a police traffic uh, uh, control uh, officers, and the my favorite one was this guy who was in some one of these you know one of these uh, Kia Soul looking you know kind of these boxy cars, and this guy is clearly like what what basically happened was that um, he was kind of going back and forth, he was kind of like you know not really staying in his lane, so the police kind of pulled up next to him and they caught him on the phone talking on the phone. So they said, aha, we caught you talking on the phone. We're going to nail, nail you for this. And this guy kind of took him on a semi chase, not like a, a, a good chase that we have in LA, but a kind of a semi chase. And eventually he pulls into a convenience store parking lot. And when he pulled, when they try to you know detain him, he's like hundred percent belligerent. Now, the thing, the difference between the American police and the Japanese police is that number one, this was a single, you know, cop trying to detain this one driver, right? They eventually got reinforcements, but initially he didn't have any reinforcements. This this police officer is not armed because, uh, like I mentioned, I think I may, may have mentioned before, I have never seen a gun ever in Japan. I've seen many police officers. I've seen many. I've seen a couple of police incidents, but I have never seen a gun ever in Japan, because the most police officers don't carry weapons. And so he's trying to keep this guy from going into a convenience store, and the guy claims, "Oh, I need to go to the bathroom." And then, then he acknowledges that he, you know, he committed that crime of talking on the phone while driving. And he goes, you know what? Just let me go in and get me a beer. Like, he's literally, <laughs> he literally says, I want to go in and get me a beer. And that it's like, I so wish I could have gotten, you know, that that video. Because when, you know, when I, I, I showed my oh. management that thing, and she just like, she just said, what? He goes, what? And like, wow. I have to literally repeat it. See, see oh. what he says here? He's asking for him to go inside to get a beer so he could have a beer before he goes further on this, you know, on this. Uh, who knew Who knew that Rob Whiskey had a Japanese cousin? I like, know, yeah. right? I know, right? So I got nothing really in video games. I want to just jump right to sports. Man, man, 
that the, the, the Cam Neely and the Bruins okay. step in a hornet's nest and it like an unforced error, as they say in the sports world. Yeah. So, you know, uh, uh, Mitch Miller, I guess he is a, he is a guy, a prospect. Uh, he was originally drafted by the Arizona Coyotes and the Arizona Coyotes essentially relinquished that draft pick because he, this player had a previous incident where uh, as a teenager, he bullied a a a, a black uh, schoolmate with developmental uh, um, disabilities, where he tricked him to tricked him into licking a lollipop that he essentially uh, rubbed through a urinal. I mean, this poor kid just wanted you know he was just, all he wanted was to have friends, and this freaking asshole essentially made him uh, made this kid lick this lollipop that he put through a urinal, this kid had to take STD tests for months and months on, on end. And, and, but it turns out that he's a good hockey player and, you know, he's in the USHL and he was like a leading scorer in the USHL. Like he had like massive amounts of points as a defenseman. And so the Boston Bruins decided, you know what, you know what, we want to, we want to try and get this guy. And, combination of things right number one the Bruins didn't do their due diligence where they thought well you know this was already legislated in the courts we don't have to talk to the family of the victims so I think a simple call to the family of the victims would have probably done them a lot of good right and if the and right so that's part of it right well here here's the thing I don't yeah I I hardly listen to sports radio anymore but Coming back from Kiki Boots, as we talked about earlier, my little guy wanted my phone. So he has my phone, so I can't stream. I know other podcasts like, uh, oh, you know, I want to mention another podcast that I've listened to, Complaints and Observation. It's pretty, it's, 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 if Joe, it's, it's, it's basically hosted by our beloved Joe, um, but a little more animated, uh, but very, <laughs> the guy's very funny, but yeah. it, it, some of the same things he says, like when Joe, when Joe yells at himself or when Joe has, it's like, yeah, why are we doing this? It's a very, uh, you know, another Boston guy. Anyways, it's great, but I can't listen to that. So I, I put it on one of the two sports stations and, yeah. and I hear this guy talking about it and what he said, it's people and, and this guy was great. It was great. He goes, I don't want people calling in saying this was something when he was 14. Let's not judge yeah. a kid when he was 14. He goes, no, it wasn't when he was 14. He, he, the guy said, Google him and, and, and take less than 10 yeah. seconds to read. This yeah. wasn't an isolated incident. So no. this, this kid, I mean, they were classmates since first grade. It's, you know, it's a smaller yeah. town yeah. and it's like, the school couldn't get the kid to stop. This started in the first grade at age six was the first time that this kid got like suspended for using the N word on this kid. And, and it's not like, look, it's a poor, it's a poor black family. It's this, this kid's this kid, you know, Mitchell, look, he's a piece of shit, but obviously if you're in the first grade doing the things that he was doing, you're coming from a pretty shitty home. So I I feel bad that he comes from a shitty home. He was probably beat. I mean, I mean, they, they, you know, I, I don't want to get into that, but it wasn't one, one event. It went on. And the only yep. reason it stopped, look, Biff, the courts could not get him to stop. The schools yep. could not get yep. him to stop yep. the local. The uh, why? Do you know why it stopped? 
is when Mitchell was 14, yeah. he moved away to play juniors. Right. Okay, the yeah. only reason it yeah. stopped is because he moved away to play juniors. And this was an everyday thing on the bus, in school, yeah. after school. And and so I'm listening to this guy. And you know what? It was the there's two sports stations in this town. And the one I was listening to car- carries the Red Sox. And it wasn't the Bruins station. I specifically got up in the next morning on Saturday. That was on Friday night. And on right. Saturday, there's it's called the hockey show. Yeah. And it's the guys who cover the Bruins and different beat writers and guys on the Nesson broadcast and on their broadcast call in. It's all about the Bruins. It's called the hockey show. And I was like, I wonder, and that and that's the station that has right. to deal with the Bruins. And I I was in my head, I'm like, I wonder if they're gonna take the well, he was 14. Well, no, across the board. Every single person was like, no, he's a bad kid. I don't know what they were thinking. And then somebody had tweeted out. So the Bruins at this point were 10 and one. They had won like five games in a row. They were in Toronto to play a game. And Patrice Bergeron, their captain, was was recording a podcast. And and somebody put the video online. And Patrice was asked, Patrice Bergeron might be – Top 10 player in Bruins history, but top two people in Bruins history as far as a classy guy. You know what I mean? Just him and Milt Schmidt, probably one and one A across. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna dispute that, but go ahead and go on. Anyways, Patrice Bergeron is a class guy. Yeah. And, 100%, 100%, yeah. And and he doesn't want it. He doesn't know this kid. He yeah. doesn't want to disparage somebody he doesn't know. Wasn't it, was it the Elliot Friedman? Yeah, and he so awkward. He doesn't want yeah. to throw this kid under the bus. Yeah. He doesn't know, but he's like, well, we have a certain culture here that we've worked hard to kind of, yeah. you know, you know, over the years. And it, basically he said, we don't fucking want him. Yeah. And so, well, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So here's here's what I'll say about it. So there's three key players, right? Bergeron being probably the most important one. Mar- Marshawn being the second imp- most important one. Felino, kind of a new guy, veteran guy, but he com- comes from a hockey family, being the third guy. All kind of saying, well, you know what? This kind of sucks, right? You know, and but they all made it very clear that, right, if you're going to come into our locker room, you know, you better have earned your way into it, right? So they made that clear. And I think that was the message to the management to say that, yeah, yeah, you can go ahead and do whatever the hell you want to sign, whoever the heck you want. But if you think this guy's going to come into our locker room, right, then you better make sure that that guy has, you know, has basically earned the right to do that. And I think that's where this is the kind of the funny thing where, the so-called adults, which is the, supposed to be the front office, right? You know, completely failed. And so, the kids who who are the f- players basically said, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we got this. I'm going to peel the onion back just one more layer. The yeah. Bruins in this town have a bad reputation, especially over the last 10 years. The Bruins have a very bad reputation in the media of of being the kings, the undisputed kings of the late Friday afternoon news drop. Like when they like got rid of John Clue. I mean, they do it like they they make this announcement like six o'clock on a Friday. You know, people are already done with the Friday afternoon drive. The stories are already written, you know, And, and, and it's like, look, it's Friday night. 
The Celtics have a game, so that's going to take focus. The Bruins are in Toronto, and yeah. that's going to take focus. The yeah. Patriots take focus on Sunday. By the time Monday rolls around, this will have all been played out. Yeah. Dude, it didn't. It, it This yeah. was bigger than the Patriots all weekend. And like I said, yeah. across the board, then, then everything about it is awful. One of the local news stations did something that the Boston Bruins did not. They reached okay. out to the family. Yeah, yeah, okay. And the mom was on local news, and they said, you know, has this kid reached out? He goes, oh, yeah. He sent my son a direct message on Instagram and said, hey, I just want to apologize for being a dick. By the way, this has nothing to do with hockey. With hockey, nothing. He says, right there. It's just coincidence. Super coincidental. You know, and and so then the next day at the press conference – you know, when Ken Nailey's feet are starting to be held to the fire, he's like, well, you know, we got a lot of people. Cam yeah, Neely- so the, yeah. So let, let's let's yeah, go sure. back and say Cam Neely said that due to some new information, we have to back out of this. It's like, oh, yeah, new information. This thing shit. This shit hasn't changed in like, you know, six years. And you tell me there's some new information. There is no new information. He was supposed to be a first round draft pick. He was a well, can't yeah. miss. And he yeah. dropped to the fourth round. Right. And, and yeah. even and so the coyotes get him in the fourth I mean, round. And I mean with, right. And the coyotes, right? A team that nobody pays attention to, right? And because a dream for for picking him, right? Right. In the and fourth so, round. And right. And so people thought, oh, who's gonna pay attention to the fourth round pick? Well, the world did. And yeah. so, but so Cam Neely played past the buck. He blamed everybody else. Oh but my he, god. But but he did say, well, we made sure he reached out to the family before we signed him. Yeah. It's like, yeah. so the kids reaches out and says, it's not about hockey. And then within 24 hours, Cam is counter- contradicting his story. And so finally, do not read it. I'm telling I'm telling All-Star Tommy right now and anybody else who listens, do not read it because it will break your heart. But finally, through the family, the kid, the victim, released a statement yeah. and unless you want dude it, it's harsh yeah it, it's, it's harsh it's, it's horrible. and, and it's the horrible. shit that this kid went through six yeah. years ago that started that started 12 years ago it ain't going away it ain't no. getting much better yeah. it's not going to get better this kid is going to have to carry this burden and so there, there was every every other caller every third caller who's like well, he's a great hockey player. This was a mistake when he was a kid. It's like, you're right. But even so, the kid finally gets dragged to court and he doesn't show up. Yeah. And so then there's a bench warrant out for the kid. And then when he shows up and it, the judge completely admonished the kid. And he and in the, in the judge's statement that day says he has absolutely no remorse. And the judge said yeah. he wishes he was 18 so he could throw the book at him because yeah. this kid has no remorse for what he did. He had complete yeah. contempt of court. He had complete contempt of the system. He had complete contempt of and and show no remorse. And so, look, and, and you know, I don't know. And unless this kid found Jesus, you know, got away from his parents, you know, yeah. uh, you know, like literally went on a soul searching outreach, worked his ass off, you know. But if he if he really went, and, and so here's the mama local news saying. There was three or four kids who bullied his kid, their their son that day. There was three or four kids. And one of them came to the house the next day crying and said, I did this. I was part of this. I'm ashamed. And, and literally, like, you know, 
really felt remorse. This kid's not done this in six years. He doesn't no. give give yeah. a fuck. Let him go play in the KHL. Let, yeah, let, let, is, let him yeah. go play. But but so yeah. so here's one of the good things. Look, let's look at the happy side. What was going, and I'm not getting into it. What happened with Kyrie Irving over the last couple of weeks, it's fucking ridiculous. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah. He's disgusting. Yeah. He's a piece of shit. But the fact that the Players Association, it took them days to say, well, we 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 don't like hate speech. They didn't mention him. They didn't say yeah. anti-Semitic. Yeah. The, the NBA comes out. It's like, we, we don't condone hate speech. It's yeah. like, yeah, but you didn't say anti-Semitism and you didn't mention him. And then finally it took a week. Anyways. Yeah, the NHL dude within 48 hours, yeah. Batman comes right up to the mic and says, Well, whoa, whoa, I'm 72 hours. To, yeah, I'm not, I am not excusing the fucking NHL. I'm sorry, NHL can fucking go to hell. Oh, yeah, because, right. But at least it came you know, right you, out and you, said, He's you, not playing. Do you, know why, do you know why? Do you know why I say that? Is right. because they they acted like, Oh, the, I didn't really know this was happening. Yeah, you know what? The signing had to go through the NHL. Yeah. You know, screw you, Gary Bettman. You know, you were going to allow this this to be basically fester through the Boston system, but you didn't do anything. They could have said something at the moment that paperwork hit the NHL. Oh, because oh, Bettman had said that they, the Bruins yeah, were not in contact yeah, with them. Yeah, whatever. You know what? That was after the shit started. At the moment that the Boston Bruins filed the paper, that's when they should have said something. NHL could just freaking go to hell. Okay. I'm sorry. Good. Well, okay. And- I will say this. I will say this. This is what I will say. Number one, Cam Neely, Don Sweeney, both old hockey guys. They think that you know what? They have that mentality that you know what? Yeah, boys will be boys. Things will pass. Whatever. They thought that they could just slip this thing through. I think that's the issue that I have. I, I you know, I think you know, I said this. I I sent this through. Sent this through the group text. This is a great time to bring in you. President of Hockey Operations, Zadino Chara. Because Zadino Chara is the guy that instilled that culture into that Boston locker room. He's the guy that is... Unarguably. He's the guy that essentially made... You know, Patrice Bergeron was a great hockey person before any of this happened. But to have Zadino Chara being the guy that guided him, I think that... I think think Chara is the man. So... So so Neely was trying to pass the bucket, say, well, there was a lot of people in Not, on this yeah. decision. Yeah, and, and then the agent came out and says, yes, yeah, it, we were yeah. talking about this for months. There's nobody yeah. in the Bruins office. We weren't talking about this for yeah. months. And so yeah. for him to say he didn't know. So, you know yeah. what? I mean, let's face it. The Bruins right now, the, the Bruins have been very successful the last few years. Um, somehow, somehow, you know. Patrice came back for one more year, and and right now they're doing really great. You're yeah. not going to fire Neely or or or, or Don Sweeney, uh, no, but you know, you know what? what? I'll say, you I'll should. Say this. You should. I'll say this. I'll say this. Right? You're right. They shouldn't fire people. You know, when things are going great, they they shouldn't fire. But you know what? There is exactly one person, right, who can fill that pos- fill that that issue, right, and still maintain course. And still maintain the trust of the players, and that guy is is Z. If they bring right. in Z right now, right? You you, you, ha- you, you half the guys on this roster played with him still, or played against know, him, you know, you know I, and and you know him that, and respect him, right? He'd be a voice that people would listen to. I mean, you don't think that the, that the, I I as a Leaf fan is scared that they'll do the right thing and bring in Z because I'm sorry if though if Marshan. 
Bergeron, Pasternak, all those guys get motivated by the fact that Z is their new president. Holy crap. Boston is a freaking scary team to me. Um, so move, moving off to a couple of happier things, dude. Um, I don't listen to sports radio. Don't listen to sports talk shows. <laughs> podcasts. However, however, however. <laughs> dude, I love the series. Uh, Welcome to Rexit. I, I, I've been following that soccer yeah, okay. team and Wales. Yeah, okay. I've actually been listening to a couple live streams of the games. Uh, ESPN two had a live stream. And, and right now, dude, they're basically single a baseball. You know where they are. They're trying to get yeah. up. Yeah. You know, we'll go through the whole. But right now they are like single A baseball that got national coverage here. I watched one of the games too. one of the goals. If I wasn't watching a real time, I'd be like, that's CGI. That's facts. <laughs> Dude, it was a disgusting goal. Like they have two great goal scores and one of their goal scores. It was absolutely disgusting. You know, you know what, what he did. Um, uh, but but I've actually been listening to a couple of some fun podcasts like, you know, yeah. me, the wife and Rex it. It's like a husband and, and the wife is kind of on the train for the first time. And they're like, dude, that's a fun podcast. There's a couple other. The team has an official podcast, but I've actually been following the Rex it hockey, the Rex the it soccer yeah. team more, more yeah. than any sports team. Now, that's interesting. Yeah. The only NFL thing I want to mention is the NFL is playing in Germany and they just announced they're going to do four games in Germany. So the New England Patriots were the first team to have like a, a German player like okay. play on the team. And 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 he he had a real career like six, seven years. Uh, Seb Seb Sebastian Vollmer. Okay. And he would do his interviews, he would do post-game interviews in German, like like okay. you know, with German yep. TV, yep. German yep. radio. Yep. Uh he would have he would have Tom Brady come on German TV and stuff like that. Germany. So at the height of the Patriots being the best and most hated team on the globe, uh, I went through Germany. Like my my sons and I were flying back from Qatar one day, and we had like an eight hour layover. And um, oh gosh, hold on. So uh, so to be fair, I you know what. I know people think that they, you know, that, that that people hate the Patriots more than anything else. I, you know, I did the, I took the Herm Edwards advice of don't press send, but I almost pressed send on a tweet that said, you know, if 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 Elon Musk was gonna, you know, waste forty four million dollars to ruin our organization, why couldn't he buy the Yankees? Oh, dude, that's be funny. Okay, I almost said, and I said, but, don't press send. <laughs> the, the, the height of Deflategate, all that stuff, you know, hate it. I'm going through Germany and we yeah. have one of those eight hour layovers. And and what's great about traveling through Europe, you get off the plane and they have lockers to put your shit. Oh, OK, because they yeah. want you to get out of the airport. Look, you're going to be here right, right. for five, six hours. Right. Go see our city. Go to a museum. Yeah. Spend your money yeah. here. And the trains. Yeah. So, you know, the, 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 the trains are in the airports. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. So we take a train downtown. We're coming back, and there's an information desk. And I walk up to the information desk, and there's two guys, kids. They're kids. They, uh, 21, 22, 23, right? Okay. Right. Yeah. 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 And yep. so my little guys at the time are uh, like nine and six. And they see that I have a Patriot shirt on and a Patriot hat and they start okay. going off. 
They're like, we love the Patriots. Do, do, do you know Sebastian Vollmer? We follow Sebastian Vollmer and blah, blah, blah. And they were going off. I'm like, dude, he's great. He's on the offensive line. Great <laughs> yeah. And we're talking and my boys are like, they know the Patriots. I ended up doing what you've seen at hockey games a thousand right. times. I just gave one of the guys my hat. They're like, they're like where, do you, where do you get the hat? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude. Because it, it, it's the old logo, he goes. Oh, there's right, the old right. logo. Blah blah blah. I'm like, dude, it's yours. He goes, goes. No, no, I cannot. I cannot. I'm like, <laughs> I'm getting on a plane in a couple hours, and where I land, by the time I get <laughs> off the plane to the cab, I'm going to go buy 20 stands and sell that hat. A, yeah. And honestly, I gave the guy like gold. Well, that's bullion. good for you. Good it was for such, you. And my and my boys were like, "Wow, he really is a patriot." It's like, Papa, you love that hat. It's like, dude, I'll buy another hat. Look at how happy <laughs> yeah. that guy is. Yeah. It was, dude. It was one. So now, so Brady is going over there, and Tampa Bay is playing there this weekend. And and I bet he's just loved. I bet he is so loved over there because, like you said, so, he broke yeah. the ground eight years ago by going on TV on a regular basis with, yeah. with Volmer and stuff like that. So I, 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 kind of, that's kind of interesting that you mentioned that because, um, you know, our, you know, my friend Pavel, yep. uh, his cousin was a Patriot. Oh, he's, a, he's an offensive lineman, offensive lineman. And I, and I, I think he was born in, in, in the Czech Republic. And I don't think he ever, I don't know to what degree he did anything with the Czech Republic. So I should ask him about, you know, if he if there was if that was a thing in the Czech Republic. So, I, you know, I, I, we won't go down this rabbit hole. I'm just going to say flat out. Yeah, I played against Paul. Ball. When you and I started hanging out, and yeah. I started being on Caltech. <laughs> I played against professional athletes. I, 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 I've been you know, my dad was it was a competitive bodybuilder. I, I've dude, I've never run across a human being stronger. Than yeah, that guy. but. That, like, that like, guy's core is just ridiculous, right? Like, like yeah. pound for pound. I, you yeah. know, I don't know if he worked in a coal mine in Czechoslovakia before it, he it's came a, over it's, You know, it's the Czech, it's a Czech oh, methodology, right? It's, yeah. Right, yeah. Dude, you could not move me. Like, no, one of, one no. of my things, I can, I, I'm because of jujitsu, because of a lot of things. Yeah. If I get set up in front of my, in front of the net, you yeah. can't move yeah. me. You cannot yeah. move yeah. me. He would pick you up like like a newborn yeah. kitten by the and nape of the neck it's for me it's unfortunate that i didn't see him before he trashed his knee because oh. i can't imagine how strong he was when his knee wasn't trashed oh and, and there yeah. was one of those times dude he doesn't fucking play hockey for a year he's out of shape 50 yeah. pounds heavy <laughs> and, and 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 when we would play that game against mit once a year and he decided <laughs> Yeah. 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 I'm just gonna yeah. I'm gonna yeah. I'm yeah. I'm going to take it from here and go there. And yeah. he shot through sheet metal. You know what yeah. I mean? As but anyway, yeah. uh moving on. You watching anything good? Oh, I'm so so I, I I have to say I'm so 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 disappointed. Mr. Lorenko, Mr. Joe is uh not available this week because man, I watched the first half of Weird and holy crap. It is freaking amazing. I, you know, I, it was one of those deals where I said, "Hey, I have this on Roku. I should watch this nope. because stop right? right there. Yeah, we'll make Joe come on. Not not next week because yeah. next week is yeah. a sideshow. Yeah. Because he called. I'm gonna watch it. I don't even want to give any spoilers away. But oh, we'll no, talk. No, 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 no. But dude, all, all, yeah. All I, all I was gonna say was that you know, like you know, so I I I think that Daniel Radcliffe is one of those guys that just kind of gets it right. So I said, you know what? You know, I think this guy gets it. 
I'll bet you this thing is pretty, pretty great. So I said, you know what? I have, you know, a little bit of time. I'm going to start watching this as I eat my dinner. And I started watching it. And I got into, you know, it's one of those unfortunate things where I didn't finish it only because I had a late dinner that night. I said, you know what? I'm going to eat dinner. I, okay. I got to, I got to, I got to go to bed right now. If it, if I didn't, if I wasn't going to bed, I would have finished it. But I said, holy cow, that it, it, it is, it is great. It is so great. And I'm not going to say why it's great. It's just great. So, so that will be by the time we have Joe back on the three of, I will have seen it. Yeah. Uh, and go, you know, me, what I'm watching, like, of course, you know, Titans, the new season of Titans on HBO Max. It's right. it's great. It's 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 a great watch. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's like those Riverdale. I mean, it's better than any of the CW DC shows because it's on HBO Max. So it's grittier and stuff like that. Right. And, and the fight scenes. Anyways, I, I, I want to watch that. Wait, so are you watching the. Is it Andor? Is that what they, it's called? Andor? Have, nope. Have not started. We're going to watch that. I've heard nothing but amazing things. Right. Which I, is, I heard. I heard that that is really good. Also, I have not watched it either. Because because management has been traveling. We have some traveling coming up. She's go, she okay. leaves next week to go to Chicago for okay. a week and a half yep. with her work yep. family, and the boys and I are going to drive out for like three days for Thanksgiving. Um. So so that that should be fun. But you know, when yeah. we get to sit down, that's something we want to watch definitely together yeah. because we loved Rogue One so much, and this is the prequel yeah, yeah, to yeah. Rogue One. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, Rogue One was yeah that was you know I mean I'm like I said I I like Star Wars. I'm not a Star Wars geek, but hey, Rogue One was pretty freaking awesome. And you can't you you can't make a sequel to Rogue One. <laughs> yeah. Really, really can't make what a sequel. To, to what Rogue. happens after that? What happens after that? But dude, that last scene in Rogue One with Vader on Leia's ship, yeah, oh, just just awesome. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll say that a lot of the, you know, I I know people crap on like because like I I actually love that that you know the you know the you know this that kind of the completion of that the canon right i actually liked it a lot even though a lot of people crapped on it but i'll say this i i think at least what i do understand is that the people who created those you know abrams or and, you know whoever else right i think they they went in with the uh, a certain care for them where they uh, they actually loved the franchise to a point where they said you know what you know, I you know I want to give this franchise justice, right? I I know I know that for some people, you know, there there were issues. I get it, but to me, I I really appreciated the the kind of a certain level of care that they kind of put into the those uh, movies because I I actually really was unhappy about episodes one, two, and three, right? Because it's like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I know those those are George things, but you know, I you know, right? Whereas seventy and nine, I felt that even if they didn't nail it the way a lot of the fans wanted them to nail it, I actually felt that there was a certain level of care that you know these directors well, put into it. I, I you know, uh, th there's a new animated shorts you know that focus on like young, like, and I'm talking baby Ahsoka yeah. and and a yeah. young Dooku, which are great, and it's like it's all Dave Filoni, and it's yeah. all you know, I mean, it's dude, it is, it is all great. Uh, but to wrap it up, you got a parenting tip. Yeah, I, you know, so you know, my son had, you know, like many many people in the workforce, they have these, um, you know, struggles at work and stuff like that. And one of the things I did 
did tell him that I think is really important is that you know what you have your workplace you have your workplace friends but in the end you know you never know where they lie in the allegiance so basically when it comes to work stuff you know don't use your friends necessarily as a way to essentially um you know dish out your issues with your workplace and don't literally don't tell them more than they need to know right about like don't tell if you if you're thinking about you know other you know things that you want to try to do you know there's no reason that you need to tell your coworkers what you're trying to do in terms of for trying to further your career so you know kind of like that's your thing that's not their thing so that is my that was the parenting tip that i had in the last two weeks that's a good one. That's a real one. Um, I got an actual semi-real one. So my <laughs> okay. my oldest guy has become really good friends online over the last couple of years, and he plays video games as a team with a couple of guys, one who lives in Louisiana, one who lives in, in Florida, and they both lean towards the other side. And and recently some things have come up in conversation Wait, and they usually don't talk gay? about it. They usually <laughs> just, they usually, yeah, yeah. They usually <laughs> just like, you know, play the games. And, yeah, yeah. and so one of the two of them uh, is a gun nut. And so okay. my, my kid and I are, we're very, uh, very anti, you know, we're like, we're like the Japanese police force, very anti gun. <laughs> And so, so, and I, you know, and over the years, we've had conversations about why I don't like guns, you know, and it's one of those things that my son's parroted it back really great. It's like, as, as we found out with Nancy Pelosi's husband, yeah, you can break into somebody's house and kill them or almost sure, kill them with, yeah. with a hammer, yeah. Yeah. with a hammer, or you can build a house with it. You know, it's it, it, right. like a hammer can be more used for more. Like everything is a weapon, yeah. like absolutely everything in the world yeah. can be used. Like John Wick taught us that pencils can be used as a weapon. Now, a gun can be used for one and one thing only, either to kill somebody or threaten to kill somebody. And so well, to be to be fair, it, it is a great way to kill a deer. And deer is, you know, I know that you don't eat them, but no, hey, look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Right? I'm yeah, not right. going down the rabbit hole of yeah. having this gun cow, but right, right. But what I yeah. told him, so so he goes, yeah. So you know, this kid has has guns at his house. I said, it's funny that you say guns. He goes, why is that funny? I'm like, nobody who owns a gun owns a gun. If yeah, you own right. a gun, you tend to own guns. He goes, well, I don't know how many in the house, but he keeps three in the room. And I'm like, yeah, that's what you call a gun now. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to give you I, I, I he goes, well, what are some of the things? Because I don't want to argue, but I kind of want to have a conversation blah, blah, blah. I said, you know what? We've talked about it over the years. But, dude, I'm not going to do nearly a good job. Nobody you talk to will ever do a good job. Of how stupid it is to have guns better than Jim Jeffries. And, <laughs> and, and, and when we were driving and Jim Jeffries at the time was a well-known yeah. comic, he yeah. was tour, he, you know, toward the world. Yeah. He's from Australia. Yeah. Um, but his, he, his gun, that, that was his breakthrough thing. Yeah. That was his break. That's yeah. where he, he had that in a special. And that's when he went from, you know, being this touring comic, you know, to, to being the, the yeah. going through the street. And, as funny as his routine is, and my son is looking at me, jaw on the ground, because yeah. point by point he's making yeah, yeah. was just it was hysterical, but it was like really poignant. And I'm like, yeah, that's there, why there, he, there, there, there is a the element of the 
it, it's kind of it, it, and it's kind of weird, but there is a point of it is like owning guns is like owning guitars. Like, hey, in the background, you see two guitars. Do I need two guitars? Of course not. I don't need two guitars. Right. And you know what? Those are just two of my guitars, right? I actually have two more electrics and two more acoustics. Now, do I need six guitars? I don't do guitars for a living, right? Do I need six? I don't. But I have them. Uh, you know what? If I fell down that rabbit hole, but I have one drum set. <laughs> <laughs> Jones is uh, a little bit different. A little right? different. Much different. But I mean, yeah. but, uh, I mean it's like, yeah, guitar. Gu- but, but guitars, my, 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 par- my parenting nah. tip is like, if you're not good at being a parent like me, uh, just find a comic that you like who, <laughs> who, who's you. trying to say what you need to say. Look, yeah. turn your kid. Look, if you want, if you want your kid to turn out to be a better person than you, have them listen to George Carlin early in their life. Yeah, you, absolutely, hundred percent. You, you know, listen. But but look, if you if you if you want to have a legitimate, smart gun conversation, just play Jim Jeffries. Jim yeah. Google I, Jim Jeffries guns. It's <laughs> One day we should probably talk about what the requirement is to have a gun in Japan versus what the requirement is to have a gun in this country. No, that will because you can, you can't. You, you know, I know people think that there's no guns in Japan. There are guns in Japan. People own like hunting rifles in Japan, right? That is a thing because people like you know there are people who hunt for like say you know um, a boars in Japan and they own guns, right? But there are rules behind it, and and then if I told you the rules, the freaking you know the right. NRA people and this people will freaking freak out. Look, I'm gonna turn this over to you and let you drive it home. But my 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 big takeaway with guns is like, okay, if you my, my two things is like, well, it's a Second Amendment, yes, an amendment. So you know what, you can have another amendment, but yeah, I won't go down. Want... I won't go down that yeah. rabbit hole. Yeah. But I will say, if you want guns, fine. Like cars, you have to insure them. You have to license them. You have to be tested on them regularly. You don't take a driver's test once and get a license the rest of your life. You have to go back and get certified. You have to make sure your eye check. You have to make sure that, you know what? Uh, so so if you want to, if you want to have something like each gun has to be registered like a car and that you have to pay a tax on and that you have to have insurance on. Yeah. So you you have to have insurance on. Well, we have to we have to have a discussion about the Japanese requirements for owning a gun, and uh, and obviously, right? We don't have some kind of a constitutional thing, whatever, whatever. Right? Do you hear that, Biff? Do you hear that? What? Do you hear that? That that sounds like a future sideshow right there. I, I, <laughs> right, I right, right, right. <laughs> we we should, really should it, because it is it it is you know and you know I'm not saying that we should apply this to the to the to this country, but bottom line is is that. You know, it, uh, come on, you know, the, the gun laws in this country is just so loosey-goosey, right? And it's st- state to I, state. I, I, and, and, right? I mean, look, I'm not going to go into all of the arguments about the whatever people's rights, blah, blah, blah. Bottom line is that, hey, when you have like things like Ovalde and Parkland and, you know, Sandy Hook. Yeah, you know what? I don't think, I think that most countries think that, you know, children just getting slaughtered by some asshat with a gun is a I, I think most people agree that that's a bad I, thing. I, I, I think uh, uh, this right? is the last thing I'm saying that I'm pushing the yeah. mic away. Yeah. Uh, Uvalde took the whole argument of the only way to stop a bad right, guy right. with a gun right. is a good guy because yeah. there was a whole lot of good guys oh, yeah. with guns. 
that did Howards. shit. So, yeah, Howards, all right, babe, right, all up to you. Uh, you know, you know. So, wow, what a wacky week in in, in politics, right? Hey, you know, thumbs up to all those people that voted, and it sounds like thumbs up to all those people that who were young that voted because I I've seen a couple of articles about um like how the the younger demographics had a huge impact on many elections and and also like a specific article on how like a lot of the young latinos had a huge impact on the uh, on the election so yeah you know it's i think it's important that people vote and it's important that young people vote because guess what old people vote and as brittle started to mention all those guys that are assholes that are doing you know telling you about this and this and that those are the guys that are voting and if they're voting you if you don't agree with them you better vote because i can't vote well i can vote but it would be kind of a felony and stuff and it would be really really bad so essentially if you if you know if you have um uh family that are aligned with you politically yeah you know make sure you get them to vote and you know if you have kids uh you know make sure they vote if they are of legal voting age but i think with all the you know this was a great kind of a mini lesson in civics but with you know uh 2024 elections coming up which is going to be a big elections you know don't forget 